Looking for grace to understand Spirit of Jesus, open our hearts To live and to love the gospel of the Lord There was one other time that Jesus appeared to his disciples. It happened like this. Thomas, known as the twin, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee. Zebedee's two sons and two other disciples were gathered together. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. The other disciples said, We're going with you. So they got into their boat and they fished all night long and caught nothing. Now it happened that Jesus was standing on the shore, though they did not recognize him. Have you caught anything, friends? He asked. Nothing. Not a thing. Cast your nets to starboard and you'll find something. So, they cast their nets and immediately they caught so many fish, they could not hold them all in. <laughs> they signaled to their mates in the other boats to come and help them. The disciple Jesus loved said, it's the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard, it's the Lord, even though he had practically nothing on, he jumped into the water. And the other disciples came towing the boat filled with fish. They were only about a hundred yards from shore. And when they reached the shore, they found a charcoal fire with some fish cooking on it. Come, bring some of the fish you just caught, said Jesus. So Simon Peter hauled the net ashore, filled with big fish, and even though it was filled to the breaking point with 153 fish, still was not broken. Come. Have some breakfast, said Jesus. Not one of them dared to ask him, Who are you? For they all knew it was the Lord. Jesus took the bread. And gave it to each of them. And did the same with the fish. This marked the third time that Jesus appeared to his disciples after rising from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus turned to Simon Peter and said, Simon, Son of John, do you love me? 
more than these others do. Yes, Lord. You know I love you. Feed my lambs. A second time, Jesus asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. You, you know I love you. Tend my sheep. A third time, Jesus asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was upset because Jesus had asked him a third time, do you love me? Lord, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. Feed my sheep. I tell you most solemnly, when you were young, you walked where you liked. But when you grow old, someone else will put a belt around you and take you where you would rather not go. In these words, Jesus indicated the kind of death by which Peter would give glory to God. After this, he said, Follow me. Peter then turned round and saw the disciple Jesus loved standing near them. What about him, Lord? What about him? If I want him to stay behind, what does that matter to you? You are to follow me. The rumor then went round that this disciple would not die. But Jesus had not said he will not die, but rather if I want him to wait behind. This disciple is the one who vouches for these things. And he knows he speaks the truth. There were many other things that Jesus did. Things not written in this book. If everything that Jesus did were written down, the world itself, I suppose, would not be big enough to hold all of the books, all of the books 
that would have to be written. The Gospel of the Lord. We began this Passion and Resurrection play by focusing on Peter at the Last Supper. And we conclude by focusing on Peter again. This is the first time now that Jesus and Peter would have had the occasion to meet and personally converse since Jesus' crucifixion. I would have guessed that Jesus would have said something like, Thanks a lot, friend. <laughs> or, I told you so. How loving of Jesus. How characteristic of Jesus to just go right to the heart of what matters and ask, do you love me? Jesus, who always spoke to the heart of it all, wants to know that. Of each of us, he could... Imagine Jesus asking you that question tonight, do you love me? Of course, Jesus was so kind to ask it three times of Peter to allow him this opportunity to recover or to redeem himself for the triple denial that he had committed just days earlier. But even more, one suspects that each time Jesus asked that question, do you love me? He was trying to lead Peter to a deeper level of love and commitment. Even his answer to Peter's reply was, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Or in other words, don't just tell me, show me by sharing your love for one another. Do you love me? Show me. Care for others. This is what it's all about. And that's all that really matters to Jesus. We learn that often in life, especially when we face such things as life and death. When my oncologist informed me that if we can't contain this cancer within me that had metastasized and spread now to both of my lungs, that he would guess that I may only have a year, maybe a year and a half to live. You could imagine what it was like to hear that news. What if you were told you had only about a year to live? What would you do? Get another doctor? <laughs> what I did is I came back to the place where I pray before the cross. And I said, Lord, if this is my last year, I want to make it my best year. Help me do that. Help every year be my best year. You know, you can come to something really wonderful with that question. If you only had a year to live, what would you do? That's a great question to lead you to great wisdom. And what I came to there in prayer was I made three goals for my life. First and foremost, I wanted to grow in love with the Lord more and more. In fact, a good friend of mine invited me 
when he had learned of my prognosis, he said, let's go to the Bahamas. How about it? It was tempting. <laughs> but I decided instead of going far away, I would try to go deeper in where I can, I know the Lord is within all of us. I needed to grow in love with the Lord more deeply. And that is my first and greatest desire. And, I wouldn't, and I've set out some things I want to do to achieve that goal. Secondly, I, I wrote, I want to help others grow in their love for the Lord. Because that's all that matters for any of us, right? We need to help each other do that because God knows we get preoccupied with so many other things that don't really or ultimately matter. And lastly, I wrote this goal that I want to try to love others more. And I know that's a lot easier said than done. And so I wanted to work at it, being more patient, being more kind, being more generous, being more like Christ. I don't know how I'm doing, but I know that those three goals, those three goals, to love God more, to help others love God more, and to love others more, certainly is to the very heart of what Jesus asked of Peter. It's interesting that that conversation doesn't end there, because Jesus then says to Peter, when you were younger, you went about as you pleased. Here was a man who called his own shots, who ran his own business, who was in control. But he said, when you grow older, someone else will put a belt around you and lead you where you would not go, indicating the sort of death by which Peter would give glory to God. Have you ever felt that belt around you? Have you ever felt that something is moving in your life that you don't have control over and it's leading you where you would never imagine that you would go? I certainly feel that around me these days. I don't know where it's leading me, but I know He is leading me. I know it. I feel it. And it's where I would never go or choose for anyone to go, but I believe it has something to do with how I am to give glory to God, however that may be. For Peter, interestingly, it led him to Rome, where tradition holds that he was able to do what he couldn't do earlier in that Good Friday night. He was able to sacrifice his life for the Lord. In fact, as tradition tells, he was crucified, but before he was crucified, he asked that he be crucified upside down because he wasn't worthy to die as his master. Now there's a different Peter than the proud man who boasted earlier, a humble and loving man who certainly gave glory to God. But before he left Jesus, he asked the curious question, he couldn't help himself. Hey, Lord, what about him? <laughs> what about John? What about him? And Jesus said, don't worry about him. Follow me. Follow me. The last words Jesus spoke to Peter. 
Now I have to admit to you, as I've been dealing with my own suffering, I've asked the similar question, hey Lord, what about him? I mean, what about Father Michael? <laughs> I mean, so I get cancer and all he gets is a sore throat? Hey, this isn't fair. <laughs> what about him, Lord? He gets to act out the passion? How come I have to live it out? Yeah. You know? We're all tempted to look to each other, but the Lord says, look, look to me, and don't worry about anybody else. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Are you ready to follow him? My friends, let us together follow Jesus and discover the passion of his great love is the great love and life. Amen. Please stand and join Father Michael and me as we bless ourselves with this sign of the cross that we know to be the sign of our salvation. Lord, bless us in the name of the Father, and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. All glory be to you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let us go forth to live the death, the passion, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Stand, spirit.